Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. With producer Sanaa Marie, each week I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. What's up, it's your girl, Devin Dion. The life of the party always get it started, and you already know I'm rocking with the Verbally Effective Podcast and Ina Esco. Hey, yo, Mike, check one, two, one, two. It's DJ D-Nice, and I'm rocking with double E, Ina Esco, with the Verbally Effective Podcast. Nia Dorsey is a model, actress, writer, and entrepreneur, She brings a fresh new perspective to the entertainment industry with the charismatic personality that dictates her own lane. She is a multi-talented entertainer who embodies the whole package with beauty, body, and brains. 2021 has started with a bang. Nia is featured in this January and February issues of British Vogue and in the March issue of Vanity Fair. Starting on February 9th, we have all had the pleasure of watching Nia as she has captivated audiences along with her lovely sister Noria for their television debut as the new castmates on VH1's hit series, Basketball Wives. Nia's dream is to have a successful career as an entertainer and to someday soon produce and direct her own work. Her chameleon persona is easily captured in her photos, film, stage and in her social media work you can ink the name nia dorsey in the slot up next for the power keg of breakout entertainers that's next in line to blow nia is the proud business owner of sweet addiction cheesecakes and coconut swim swimwear she has also partnered with her sister to create coco fit a line of pajamas and fitness apparel Verbally Effective, your double E, Ina Esco here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am super excited today. I have with me the beautiful Nia Dorsey. She is a model, an actress, an entrepreneur, a writer. She does it all. What's up, Miss Nia? How are you, beautiful? Hello, how are you? I'm great. Good. Thank you so much for being the guest today. And you know, we've all seen you on our television sets on the new season of Basketball Wives. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I told you before we got started, um, I watched a recent episode and I said, oh, Gina don't want none of Memphis in her life. So I know you're going through all that drama right now with OG. But my first question is, you know, since you've been on Basketball Wives, how has that just changed your life? Has it changed drastically or no? Um, well, I've always done work in the industry. So to me, this is just another stepping stone. Um, it has changed, but I'm I'm willing to see what more change happens. Um, 
But yes, yeah, getting me more out there, more out there with my businesses. And that's really what my focus was, you know? Yeah. Wow. Well, we'll get, we'll get more into the show, but like I do with all my guests, we're going to start from the beginning. Neil, what part of Memphis are you from? I am from East Memphis, you know, um, little Winchester area, little Germantown area mixed all up in there. You know, you can figure it out. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But, um, yes, I am from East Memphis. Okay. And, uh, tell me about your family dynamic. I know you have a sister, Noria, but do you have more siblings? I actually do not have more siblings. I always wanted more siblings. I always press my parents for that. Um, because me and my sister growing up, we didn't really play together. Like I liked baby dolls and stuff like that. She just wasn't into that. Okay. So um, I always wanted more siblings so I can, you know, cause I played alone a lot. Okay. Got you. So almost kind of like you a slick only child, but you got a sister, right? Yeah. <laughs> How many Pretty years much. are you two apart? We're just two and a half years apart. Okay, so that's a, a pretty good, you know, gap in between you guys. Okay, what yeah. high school did you go to? I went. To, we went to Ridgeway High School. Okay, and what were you involved in at Ridgeway? When I was at Ridgeway, I was involved in soccer, track. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's the only two. I was involved in sports, so that was the only two sports that I was involved in. So you was an athlete. Yeah. Were you like a pretty girl athlete or, you know, like a straight athlete? Pretty girl. You know, <laughs> I really I really did sports so I can stay in shape, you know. I want to look cute all the time, so. Yes, I feel you. So what did you do after you graduated high school, Nia? After I graduated high school, I went on to college, to uh, University of Memphis. Okay. And how was University of Memphis when you got there? How was that? Did you enjoy it? And what did you major in? Um, at first, um, it was, it was actually, it was actually, um, kind of cool. Um, when I got there, they had like kind of stopped like all the like sororities and stuff like that. So I didn't really get a chance to experience that moment, but, um, it was, it was fun for me. Like, uh, all my friends had went off to school to college and I, I wasn't able to because I had a son. So my parents was like, no, you can't go after college, mm-hmm. out to school. So I had to go to University of Memphis, but I was by myself, but I ended up making, you know, lots of friends and, you know, it was, it was a great thing being there and my uh, major is organization leadership. Okay. Okay. So was your thoughts on getting in corporate America with organizational leadership? Yes. Um, I was doing it first. My major was hospitality management. And then like my last year, they kept adding more classes. I got tired of it, so I just switched. So, um, yes, originally I was going to be in hotel management, um, so I can like plan and throw events because that's something like I really like to do, um, very creative. So I like to just always throw something together. Um, but you know, I didn't know originally, originally I didn't know what I wanted to major in, but my dad ended up finding that for me because I really didn't know what I wanted to major in. But, um, but when I did, I did believe that, um, that might not have been the whole path that I need to go on. I, what I'm doing today is originally what I wanted to do. Okay, so when did you find out, Nia, that, you know, you wanted to get into this entertainment world, become an entrepreneur? When did all of that start unfolding for you? Um, initially, as a child, like, um, initially, I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to be a singer. What? I wanted okay. to act. I wanted to model. I used to watch um, America's Next Top Model all the time, but mm-hmm. I somewhat thought that I might, you know, I'm not as skinny as those women are, so I really didn't know if it would be 
possible. Mm -hmm. I always did like talent shows of modeling and stuff and you know throughout my life and so I would say like my freshman year of college um one of my friends uh took a photo shoot with this guy and I was like I sure can take a photo shoot and I'm way <laughs> taller than her I know I can do it and I did right. it and I just remember everybody liking it on the internet and so I just started you know really trying to go into it more and I started taking it seriously in 2015. Okay. Seriously in 2015. At that point, did you get an agent or, you know, the photo shoots was just coming? You start getting uh, I, booked for gigs? I, I was getting booked for gigs before then, like for videos and stuff. But I never had like any professional um, work like that. Like mm -hmm. I had one professional photo shoot, but that was like my first one. But I never um, really shot with like, anybody with substance to where I would get in magazines and stuff like that. So I started taking it more serious on that level. Right. Wow. Well, you know, we have seen you grace the cover of British Vogue Vanity Fair. Tell me about those experiences, you know, just being covered in such high profile magazines. Um, to me, it was a blessing because, you know, we're black. Yeah. And I I have I have curves. So you don't, you know, necessarily think that, you know, you'll be able to ever get in there. But this designer, um, she hit me up. She's from Memphis as well. Wow. Calorie um collection. So um she ended up I ended up modeling her stuff for her and um that's how I was able to get into the magazine. And um you know, it was a blessing because it, it lets me know that if I can go here, I, if I can step here, I can keep going up. So it was very great to, you know, be in a whole nother country inside of a magazine. Where did you go? So you were off in um, Europe? No, oh. I was actually here. We did the photo shoot here and then we sent them to them. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And you know what? Something but I wouldn't mind going there now, you know. Wouldn't <laughs> mind, no. mind going out there. I understand. And with this pandemic, you know, so much has changed. So many strict guidelines on travel. But just listening to you just now, you mentioned, you know, you know, I'm a black girl and I got curves. Um, you know, how does that affect your entire world in this modeling industry? Do you see that a lot that maybe a gig that you wanted, you didn't get booked for that, that you may have wanted because of your curves and because of you being a black woman? Um, not necessarily. I would say that I had to experience being the only black girl. Only um, black girl. saying that the, the, the shade that they'll go to was mine or, you know, just hearing like, um, not saying it was from another race, precisely only just another race because it was very rare, but I was somewhat, if, if the person was a black casting, uh, director, um, I was somewhat here a lot from them on. You don't want to be the late black girl or, mm. you know, don't wear those braids and this and that. And I didn't like that. Yeah. I ended up challenging someone, which they didn't work with me um, or, or whatever, but no more. But, um, you know, she kind of made me feel um, a bit low mm -hmm. because, you know, you, you want to find someone that you identify with. Yeah. And if you can't find that and they're making you feel as though you have to walk in these standards you, you just feel like, you know, it's just not a good feeling. It's not a good feeling. Yeah, um, I feel you on that, Nia. Um, well, let's talk about this entire 
basketball wives world. Like I said, I just looked at the recent episode and I had really been tuned in because, you know, I kept hearing that you were on the new season and I was yes. like, wow, I'm so glad Memphis can represent. And not only is it you on there, you have your sister along with you. So tell me how all of that came about, Nia. Um, well, I ended up dating this guy named Lance Stevenson um, uh, back in 2017, and we uh, finally cut ties in 2019. So um, initially when I was first dating him, they had, I had got an opportunity to do the show, but I turned it down due to being um, just, you know, in a relationship, wanted to be loyal, wanted to, you know, just it's like, no, kind of scared. But then when my relationship ended, I was just like, you know, I don't owe him anything mm -hmm. or whatever. So the opportunity came back my way again. And um, it was like the fall of 2019. So they came to me in 2018, turned it down. They came back to me in 2019. Mm -hmm. And I ended up taking it. And um, I ended up signing my contract in that uh, fall. And I remember not telling, well, that one trip, but I didn't tell my family about it. My mom ended up finding out. And then um, they wanted to, you know, they liked me so much. They was like, we want to see, um, you know, you have any friends, this and that. So I ended up bringing my sister, letting them meet my sister. They liked her and they wanted to make her a castmate. And so um, we just went on from there. Was it easy to convince your sister to come along? Um, not really. Um, she, um, she's a bit private. Like, um, I do what I do with this industry. She's, that's not her thing. She, you know, I will always be going and work and stuff. So she never, she's seen some of it, but she never really seen a lot of it because she didn't really want to be a part of it. Yeah. But, um, like when, when they went to do her interview, I told her, Hey, be yourself. Talk to him like you would if it was me. Mm -hmm. Don't, um, don't act like this is an interview and hide who you are. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess when she relaxed and she was able to be her, you know, she, she was like, I didn't know, you know, this could be like this. I, you know, it's, everything is new for her. This is all new for her. Yeah. And you know, when we look at these reality shows, you know, a lot of it seems maybe a little scripted, maybe the producers mm -hmm. trying to get a certain group of women together and go in a certain direction. So we've been seeing a lot of drama with OG specifically mm -hmm. uh, on this new, new season of Basketball Wives. And you know, this whole thing with colorism has come up. And and what surprised me on the recent episode is she's ended up saying that she's a colorist. I'm like, well, wait a minute, hold on. But what I did notice is you stood your ground with her mm -hmm. um, in the conversations um, that you guys had. Now, are you guys beefing right now or everything? Oh, we don't have any, <laughs> it's nothing that we could ever have. Nothing. So she, she's really crazy in real life, honey. She, she is really crazy in real life. If, if you could call yourself a color, if you can make, if you can drag out something and make everything about you and say everyone is a colorist and now all of a sudden you're saying you are, which you really are the colorist, mm -hmm. then you are delusional. You have to be. Make it make sense. Right. Because it seemed like you and your sister were trying to help her out initially. And then she turned the whole thing around and said, I don't need you guys speaking for me. And it just really, she wants drama all the time. And yeah, so, go ahead. When you're, 
when you're unhappy within, when you have vindictive ways, manipulative ways, evil ways, you can't help yourself. You just can't. You know, something is going on wrong internally. So she's spewing all of the hatred that she has for herself out onto other people. And she wants to bring other people down because she is down. She doesn't care. She doesn't even care about herself. She's sabotaging people's careers, their mm-hmm. lives. That you, You're throwing around a label to try to destroy people because that's how evil you are. Wow. When you're evil like that, you don't care what measures you go to to lie, manipulate. on. To, like, you're making up false information on people because you're that hatred. That's crazy. And and I noticed that you mentioned uh, on the last episode that she actually reached out to you prior to this season, mm-hmm. trying to get you to come on the reunion to yes. start some mess. Well, okay, so 2018, I had got an opportunity to be on the show. I declined it. Lance knows. I told Lance about it. I was like, I turned this opportunity down for you or whatever. So um, when we parted ways, or I think it was in the, it was, it was within the month before we initially parted ways. I had, um, my friend, my friend called me. I had two missed calls from her. Her name was the Miss Conversation Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, she, um, she uh, called me. And she, uh, I had a missed call from her. So I called her back and she was like, oh, hey, OG's right here with me. She wants to meet you. So I'm like, OG's right here with me. Okay. So she gets on the phone. So she came out super nice. She was like, hey, my, uh, your friend said you that you dated Lance or whatever like that. Um, she was like, um, I, I don't, I have beef with his baby moms. And I wanted to know, do you have tea on her? Because if so, I want to bring you on this reunion because I don't like that bitch or whatever like that. Because we all seen what happened last year or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I was just like, um, when she said the reunion and we got off the phone, I just was like, you know, contemplating. I'm like, reunion, okay, reunion. I don't know. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just thinking about the reunion that's short. You mm-hmm. know, I'm coming there. That's going to make me look crazy. I remember t- I, I ended up telling Lance about it probably months later. and I, I But I did tell his friend about it. I told my uh, family about it. And everybody was like, hell no. Nah. Like, even his friend was like, hell no. Nah, that bitch is trying to use you. She's trying to have you come on there and look like a fucking goofy. She's trying to get, she's trying to base, if you if you was to do that, that she would like, she, people will fucking clown you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And his friend's name is Dollar. And so he can attest to that because I, that's the conversation we had. Even my dad was like, fuck no. He was like, what you shouldn't have did was never pass up that opportunity when it came to you the first time. Fuck no. If you're going to do some shit, you're going to be a cast mate. You don't go out there and be no fucking flunking for nobody. Yeah. So I remember my friend called me again. She called me a couple more times because it was within like a month. And um, she was like, uh, you know, they asking me what you gonna do. They want to know if you gonna fly out here. First off, you're asking me to fly myself too. Like that's crazy. So I told her, I said, tell her no because I'm not getting cut no check. I like even a production knows this because I said this on actual camera, but they didn't hear that part. But I'm like, you're not gonna send me out and be no flunky for what two seconds 
and I'm not going to get paid either. I would be the dumbest broad ever in life. I didn't work this hard for everything that I have to be this small for right. you. Right. Because you don't have no allies. So mm -hmm. I told her no. And we left it at that. I didn't hear any more about it or anything. So that had to be like, like August or something like that. I don't know. Around that time. One of those months. So the opportunity came to me in September um, with the show. Mm -hmm. I signed my contract in November. Um, I seen where her PR had asked for my Instagram like in October. Really don't know why. But anyways, um, so November I signed my contract. And then I started filming the show in um, February mm -hmm. of 2020. But, you know, COVID happened. We had to shut everything down. And so um, we really didn't know what was going to go on. The show really didn't know what was going to go on. They didn't know how they were going to move forward because California laws were restricting them from filming. Mm -hmm. So I remember um, when we finally figured out, the show finally figured out what they were going to do. It was in September. They told us that we're going to start back filming, blah, blah. In October, um, they end up coming to our houses, filming us or whatever like that. And they end up um, saying that we need us to have a Zoom call, a mandatory Zoom call before we get started to say what needs to go on because we had to um, quarantine before they let production come in. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember they sent me the Zoom call. I was late. I ended up calling like three numbers because I didn't know how, what I, how to get on there, whatever. So I was late to the Zoom call. My sister and everybody was like, where are you at? They're looking for you, whatever. So when I get on the Zoom call, I didn't know anybody else was on the Zoom call. I just think it's me, the producers, and um, uh, not the producers, um, the woman that's telling us about the COVID information and um, my sister. Mm -hmm. So we get on there or whatever, and I get off. Next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call from a block number twice. Mm. So, I, I, you know me, if somebody calling you block or private, I'm automatically putting my attitude on because I don't know who this is. It's somebody playing <laughs> on my phone. Okay. So I answer the call and I'm like, hello. Hello, is this Mia? So I'm like, oh, okay, I'm gonna have to go out until that. Mm -hmm. So she was like, hello, this is OG. I just heard you on the Zoom call, which I did not know any, any ladies were on the Zoom call. And she said, I just wanted to tell you congratulations, lady. I'm so happy for you. You're able to be in this opportunity. Da, 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 da. And then she was like, I did not know that you were a castmate. And um, she was like, um, you know, we was just talking, just having a random conversation. She seemed very nice. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, yeah, my sister is on here. And also my friend is going to be on here too. And she was like, your sister's going to be on there? And I was like, yes, my mom was right there sitting on speakerphone because we was just like, first off, I was like, how did she get my number and why is she calling me private? You know what I'm saying? Like you got my number yeah. and you're calling me private. I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable with that because why are you able to call my phone, but you don't want me to see your number? That's crazy to me. Mm -hmm. So we talked for a while. She gave me some information, um, talking about the ladies and stuff. Um, and then she was like, uh, what's your, um, Zodiac sign? your time you were born i asked my mom what time because yeah. she was sitting right there um and all this stuff because she likes i guess she likes to look at whatever that stuff is people be looking up on people or whatever the she said you see here information. yeah astrology stuff 
She was like, you're very cool. I'm an Aquarius and this, 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 that. And I'm like, yeah, my sister's a Libra, whatever. We got off the phone. She called me another, that was on the 5th of October. She called me on the 13th of October. She gave me her number. We talked a little bit. She gave me her number. I guess she felt like she could trust me. She gave me her number. Mm-hmm. So um, after we shot um, in the house, one of the producers, when Jackie asked me on the phone, Jackie, had, we had an interview and Jackie was like, I want you to meet some of the other ladies that we're going to be in the house with. Oh, G is one. And I said, oh, I, uh, she said, I want to introduce you to them. I said, oh, I've met her before. Mm-hmm. And then just to let her know, just in case we get there, I didn't, I don't know when we see each other, if we're supposed to say, hey, or not, but I guess OG wanted us to, you know, play like we never see each other, whatever. But when we right. got there, we did, we did say we knew each other, but they just didn't show that part. Like, I, I knew her. And, um, and so, um, when, when the producer said, how did you know OG? I sent the text to OG just to let her know, like, somebody just asked me this. Mm-hmm. She, and like, it was nothing fine. We ended up getting, I ended up calling her. We ended up getting on the phone. We had, like, a long conversation. She talked shit about the other ladies. She did. She shared that information with me. And then we went on from, from it. Um, I even had somebody, one of the castmates told me that she told her that she was calling me and they told her, hey, you don't need to do that. Just wait till we start filming. You don't need to be talking to some ladies and persuading them. But I'm not going to throw the cast member's name out there unless she wants to come forth with the information. But when we got there, everything was, you know, cool. But I, I don't know. I guess she just, I just think she's very jealous of certain women. I feel like when we came in there, she just, she was just talking to us like we were like anything less than. We couldn't have no conversation. She was taking over. I couldn't even talk about my business. She was taking over. She was trying to talk. She was just doing too much. Yeah. She took my sister's chair from her and she told her it's too bad. It's life. Get over it. No. Um, <laughs> no. She just, she just was doing too much. And she kept bombarding me about Phoebe. I kept telling them, I don't want to talk about Phoebe and Lance. I didn't come on here for this. I got these businesses and stuff like that. This, these people are, be- these people are behind me. I don't want to talk about them anymore. Like I'm not no ex that's caught up on my ex. Like it doesn't mean nothing to me, but I guess since she saw that I wasn't going to be a pun and I didn't come up in there wanting to start drama with Phoebe because Phoebe's not here. Why, why are we focused on her? Right. She, uh, I guess she didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, she, to me, she, I feel like she plotted on me. She came out of nowhere attacking me and I can't, I gave her it back. Like, you're not going to come at me and lie on me when you know that you came to me and wanted to attack this girl because you and her had beef. Now, if me and Phoebe was to get face to face and have our own beef, that's our business. But you wanted to have somebody to come in and be on your side because you have nobody on your side. And now you're trying to lie, manipulate people and assassinate my character. Yeah, and that's just plain as that. And if anybody can't see that, then they're just is the delusional as she is. Well, you know what, Nia? The majority of people see it the same way you do. <laughs> like I've I mean, I've had a lot of people on my page with spewing a lot of ignorance. How does how does that make you feel when you get that type of ignorance on your social media, Nia? Um. Well, I just lost my father. And I'm she so had, and, and OG had an uh, interview saying how it was when she lost her brother and how it's whatever. I'm sitting here going through something that um my father, I'm used to having in my life. When I have issues, he's, used, I'm, uh, he's here to guide me through. He's here to give me advice. And for me, my dad ain't even dead a year. And for me to come into an environment to um get that off of my mind 
and I'm coming in where it's all this evilness going on, and now you're attacking me, and now you're trying to assassinate my character for everything that I've worked for, I see what these other ladies are talking about. Because you want to win so bad, you are so evil, that you will put, you know if you put that label on people what it does. You know people would take their endorsements back and stuff. But since you couldn't win an argument, you want to go as low, because you're low. You want to go low and take away from what that person has worked hard for because you can't level up. You yeah. can't level up. You've been on there three seasons and you still are on the same level that you were on when you first got there. And so since you can't level up, you want to find ways to destroy people, but you don't understand. You hang your own self when you do that. Yeah. Whatever you put out is going to come back on you. So and you can do that all you want. It will come back and knock on your door. And you know what? It's amazing because she is really dragging this colorist thing out. We're so sick of hearing her talk about it. Like, and it's sad because it's people out here that have really been affected by that, have lost their lives by that. And because you are so evil and you want to win, you're, and you're so childish, that you will sit here and you will play around with and act like you're representing and you and trying to be the face of something because you don't you want to win mm -hmm. it's people out here you she even told us she has never experienced nothing like that and then she brought up the childhood thing mm -hmm. and i believe that could not that might not even be true but right. my thing is it's people out here that are really cut from this situation and you are abusing it in in your way because you want to try to damage someone that, that's crazy but you will have to answer to god about that Yes, you know, it, it can get real cutthroat with these ladies. Um, enough about OG. How are the other ladies? Do you really get along with the other ladies? Were they, you know, nice and sweet other than OG? Uh, everyone was uh, really sweet and cool to me. You know, I didn't get a chance to too much know the other ladies because all the, oh, her drama mm -hmm. interfered where it made it to where none of the ladies could come over. Yeah. Um. And so we didn't get a chance to really know them. But Jackie and Jen, we did get a chance to really know them. They were super cool. We had so much fun. Like, we had so much fun. Um, I got a chance to know Evelyn a little bit. She seemed cool. Um, Christian and Malaysia, briefly, but not all the way. Shawnee, I only met her that one and a half time. So we never really got a chance to really know the other ladies like that. But Jen and Jackie, we did. So do you want to go on for the next season? Is, is that something? I that most definitely would, wouldn't mind, you know, um, at the end of the day, um, I, I have a career, I have a business, I have a son that I have to provide for. Um, and this is just, for me, this is my life. I'm, my life is a, is a reality show. Um, I have a lot of stuff that is always going on. And I like to entertain people. And if I can entertain people with me being me, why not? Yes. And Neil, we are very proud of you, lady, because, you know, you went on there, you stood your ground. And one thing they're going to know about Memphis is we're not going to let you just talk to us any kind of way. <laughs> now, I can say this. What they edited was very good because how bad that argument was. Oh, we got bad. We missed that, oh, part. It was, that part out. That, I'm glad they showed me in a good light because. That argument was so bad. You would have thought some blood was going to shed. When I say OG was silent, mm. my friend, they didn't show. My friend that blogged, the, the person she was talking about, I called on the phone. 
and she told everything that went on. When that happened, OG got silent. Mm. She couldn't say nothing else. You know, OG has never been silent. No. She couldn't say nothing. Jackie, please listen to me. Please listen to me. She was quiet. Wow. Shut so. that up. Mm. Well, I know you're not worried about that. Like you said, she need the Lord. We're going to pray for yeah, her. We're going to let God handle her. We're going to let God handle her. <laughs> you know her. he got to deal with yes but but you you stood your ground and i'm proud of you uh you represented well on the show i look forward to seeing the reunion um we're look- not having a reunion no not even a virtual reunion no dang wow well that's crazy. That's crazy um because you look at these other shows these other reality shows they're finding ways to still move on with covid in place so oh they probably don't have a problem with that but it's the problem that is the problem oh oh they must don't want to get y'all together again i don't think it would be pretty <laughs> i don't think it would be pretty on anyone's end wow that's amazing nia Mm, well, like you said, this is just a, a stepping stone for your careers. Let's talk about your businesses. Let's talk about that because mm-hmm. I know you have Sweet Addiction, Coconut Swim. Am I missing any? Am I missing any businesses? Have I not mentioned one? Not of, not of now. Not of now. Those are the two. Okay. So let's talk about those. Tell me how you got started with Sweet Addiction. Um, I got started with Sweet Addiction when I was 13 years old. Um. I had my grandmother teach me how to make it and I ended up making them and I ended up taking it and making it, making flavors in my own way. I started selling to my peers in high school. And then when I got in college, I started selling to the public. Mm-hmm. And then when I would go do my jobs out of town for modeling and stuff, I would bring some on sets. I would hit up celebrities. They would buy them from me. And I had a lot of people starting to buy them from me out of town. So okay. I'm in the process because for years, they've always been like, ship some, I'll ship some, but I want to put them into stores. Yes. So I'm looking for a manufacturer so I can eventually put them into stores. And so people out of town can be able to go just right up to the store and get what they love to, you know, order. Yes. And with um my swim line, I end up um making my first, end up hand sewing my first swimsuit in 2015. Um, So I used to make custom swimsuits. But to me, I feel like that takes a lot of personal time. So I started getting more swimsuits wholesale. Mm-hmm. And then I started selling those to the public. And people just love that. So as of now, um, me and my sister, because originally we were supposed to do it together. But um, she was dragging her feet. So I took <laughs> off with it. And we're going to come together and uh, expand it with um, pajama wear and workout gear. Yes, that would be a great way to extend the brand. So, yes. and then you know you do your modeling. You can wear your own stuff, and yes. you know let these ladies know what's up. Well, Neil, what's next for you? I know you you done taping Basketball Wives. You have your businesses uh-huh. going. What's next for Nia Dorsey? I want to get into more movies. Um, I did do a movie back in 2016, which was All Eyes on Me. It was Tupac, Tupac and Biggie biopic. So, um, I want to get into more, um, acting. So I look forward to getting into that for the near future. Okay. And with COVID going on, how, how is that going to work? How has COVID changed your life overall? COVID changed my life because I, I like to, um, I'm really a homebody. 
you know, I'm a Gemini, so it's like I'm in, like it's, I'm over here. I want to be out, and sometimes I want to be at the house. Yeah. But it's better to be at the house when you choose to be at the house, not when you're forced. So I feel like you know, COVID. Um, I was able to you know get through and 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 being with an opportunity during COVID, but it did um it did kind of keep me where I wasn't able to travel and do what I normally would do. Like I love to travel. And I, I really didn't do much of that, but just be at home. And it was kind of, you know, torturing me. Um, then I lost my father to uh, coronavirus. Yeah. And so that really changed my life. To me, I feel like that really, it was 2020, I thought was going to be a great, wonderful year for me. And it ended up turning out to have opportunity with it. But um, just, you know, it just showed me no matter what level of, or status you are, we all were at one level at one moment when everything stopped, everybody's money stopped, everything. It just showed me we have no control as we thought we did. And, um, you know, for something to come in and do what it did, it, it, it was, you know, I just, I, I hate the fact that my father was a victim of it. Mm-hmm. I hate the fact that a lot of people's families were victims of it. You know, I feel like we we are in America. I feel like we 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 should have had more control over the situation. It's 2020. How how do we get to this point when we have come so far from it, that level of not being prepared? So it's just it just really was a wake up call. Um, I would say you know being more spiritual, you know, um, and not taking things for granted in life and loving the ones that you have. Yeah, you know why you have them. And fulfilling your dreams and goals, procrastination, you, you can't have it anymore because yes. life, life is not fair. That's true. That's true. And I'm so sorry to hear about your father. Um, I know when I attended uh, your event for the, for the showing of the Basketball Wives, you all seem to be such a close-knit family mm-hmm. and so loving. And I could tell your mom is so proud of you. Yeah. And, you know, everybody just wishes that that your dad was still here. So um, yeah. I know you're probably still mourning as well. So I'm definitely going to keep you in my prayers, Nia. Thank you. And like I said, I'm so proud of you. Um, how has the response been from Memphis? Uh, um, Memphis has been having my back, and I'm I'm super happy about that. I, I I love that. I feel like um I feel I just feel warm. I feel like my city because I'm putting on for my city. Yeah. You know, I work so hard to do so much outside of this city to know because I want to I want to every I want us to be known outside of the city because I want people to know no matter how small we are, no matter if we don't have as much opportunities as we would like. Um we can get outside of this small city and make ourselves bigger and they can know who we are and we can put shed light on where we are from and that give other people the motivation here that you can do the same. So this is why I do do what I do. I do what I do for myself, my son, my family, and also for my city. Yes. Well, you are representing well and I'm sure everybody going to know who Nia Dorsey is. If they don't already know, they're going to know soon. I want you to let everybody know how they can follow you on social media and keep up with everything that you got going on, lady. Okay, you can follow me on my main page, which is N-I-A-D-O-R-S-E-Y, Nia Dorsey. Um, my business, one of my business pages, cheese, my cheesecake page is 
um, underscore sweet addiction one underscore. And then my swim page is <clears throat> coconut swim underscore. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, thank you so much, Miss Ania Dorsey. Um, thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. You are like one of my big stars on Verbally Effective. So mm -hmm. I really appreciate you for coming on today. And I wish you nothing but the best, lady. And we're going to stay tuned in to Basketball Wives and see thank how you. all this pans out, lady. I thank wish you. you luck. You're welcome. All right. Thank you. Thank you, lady. Bye-bye.